0: It's my singleversary, a ah, singleversary. Yes, y'all, it is September 15th, 2020, and it is my singleversary. And this is the Royal Room, where we turn the taboo into table talk and affirm the phenomenal in you. And I am Queen G, Queen G Creative, where the Renaissance meets the revolution, and baby, I am so, so, so very happy. <laughs> to be kicking it with you all today. Listen, I know, I know the hiatus has been way too long. I know, beloved, but we are here and we are back. Even in a pandemic, we are better than ever. So Today's topic, as you've already heard, is celebrating my single versary. And we're gonna get into that a little bit later. But I do have some updates for y'all. So let's get into that. So while I was away, a lot of things happened. I'm not in ministry school anymore. I was a business communications professor for a long time, and I'm no longer a business communications professor. I am a part-time Professor for a university, or at least I will be when COVID allows me to be. (laughs) And I turned 30, which is huge. And for my 30th, I relaunched my entire brand. Honey, we're going to have to have a whole episode dedicated to that. In that process, I added or expanded my store, the Queen G store, to... Um, six new lines. That's right. Since July 21st, I have added six new lines to my store. We've expanded the products. It's now not just hoodies and t-shirts and mugs, but like all kinds of apparel and leggings and clothing and home decor, pillows and posters. We have all the things. And our focus right now is our affirmation line. So you're gonna wanna get into that for sure. I also expanded the services that I provide with Queen G Creative, which was formerly Queen G Poetry. That's part of the update, y'all. We done changed the brand and everything. Um, But now we are doing creative copy consulting as well. And if you wanna know what that means, You're going to need to go to QueenGCreative.com to learn more about the store, to get you your hoodies. i put them out just in time for the fall weather. Hey, hey. Um, You're going to want to look at the services and also, of course, look at the pretty pictures that it took. It took a bunch of pictures as well. Uh, If you want to keep up with me in between podcast episodes which I recommend you do, please make sure that you follow me on basically all social media, at Queen G Creative. So that's on Facebook, that's Instagram, that's Twitter, it's all the things. I post multiple times a week, every week, so you're gonna wanna make sure you stay in the know by following me on all of those platforms. Did I make it easy for you? Don't you love the continuity? I'm just Queen G Creative at everything. Speaking of being Queen G creative, I also started a Patreon. And I want to shout out a very special patron. Shout out to Brittany Bruton of Atlanta, Georgia. She is a blogger, educator, wife, boy mom of one, a phenomenal woman, and a patron. And I would love for you all to follow her work on IG. She is Brit in Bloom. Isn't that cute? Um, That's At B-R-I-T-T-N-B-L-O-O-M. And she produces amazing work. And she's just an amazing person. If you want more work for me. And you want more podcasts and more content. Or exclusive content and shows and classes. Or if you just want a shout out that was as dope as Britney's. Then you're gonna need to become a patron, and you can do that by heading to patreon.com backslash queen g creative. And we are also toying with the idea of having unreleased episodes available for our patrons. So raw, uncut, unedited, or mostly unedited, um, discussions and episodes exclusively for patrons. So if you're interested in that, please let me know in um, the comment section. And if you could do me a favor, y'all, if you like this podcast, if you like what Queen G puts out, please make sure that you rate us on like Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast. Give five stars for your girl to support me so that I can continue to support, empower, encourage, and affirm each of you. So, we had a lot of updates, guys. Don't worry, we're going to get into it. While I was away, I've been working, I've been grinding, I've been recording some episodes, and I really can't wait to release them for you. (sighs) But now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, it's time to get into today's affirmations. Because you know it wouldn't be a Royal Room podcast without affirmations, right? So let's get into today's affirmations. Now, you know how this goes. I say the affirmation, you hit pause, you repeat the affirmation, and then we move on to the next one. You got it? Today, we are doing one, two, three, four, five affirmations today. So, you're going to feel real affirmed at the end of this episode. All right, affirmation number one. I am always more than enough. I'm going to repeat it one more time. I am always more than enough. Affirmation number two, I am what healing looks like. I'm going to repeat it again. I am what healing looks like. Affirmation number three, the love that is for me is coming to me. The love that is for me is coming to me. Somebody better say amen. All right, affirmation number four. Only the best love will find me. Woo! Only the best love will find me. And finally, affirmation number five for today. My beauty is enough for me. My beauty is enough for me. Ooh, I'm already feeling good, y'all. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling like we just established some things in the atmosphere. I'm feeling like we aligned it with God's promises for us. I'm feeling it. And I hope you're feeling it too. If you like some of those affirmations, some of those are actually uh part of the the line, the affirmation line for my store. So my beauty is enough. Is on merch and so is um only the best level find me. Those are actually available uh, on all kinds of products, so you're going to want to check out QueenGCreative.com. Now, y'all heard how I started this episode, right? I know you heard it, which means you know that it's my singleversary. Now, why would a 30-year-old, single, professional, Black woman in a pandemic Who wants to be married, who desires companionship, why would she celebrate her singleversary, right? Well, let me tell you, it's all about the testimony behind it. So you know how we do, right? We typically will do a poem that sets the context for our dialogue. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. So I am going to do a very short poem. And to be honest, for today's topic, I have copious amounts of poems that I could do. But I'm gonna choose one that is short but profound. And instead of reading another poem or diving directly into dialogue, I am going to share the Facebook post, the Facebook post that inspired this entire episode. Okay? So we're gonna do a really short poem called Stain and then we're gonna get into the Facebook post that inspired this episode. Y'all ready? All right, let's do it. I used to say, at least he didn't hit me. I didn't know cleaning up your splattered soul from the floor was kinda like cleaning dripping blood from your busted lip. In both cases, It seems like silence hurts less. You hope nobody notices. You try to see if bleach will blot it out. You wonder if it will stain. And so that is the short poem, Stain. I know it's heavy, but don't worry. The story doesn't end there. So two years ago, on September 15th, 2018, I um, I posted this on Facebook. And if you hear some noise in the background, I apologize. Four years ago today, I ended the most mentally emotionally and financially abusive relationship I had ever been in with the man I truly thought I would marry. I did not cry. My soul was broken, but not my heart. One year ago today, I was blissfully unaware that within a month and a half, the healthiest romantic relationship I had ever been in with a man who had become my best friend would come to a sudden shattering halt. I writhed in agony and wept bitterly. My soul was strong, but my heart was utterly obliterated. Today, the soul that called itself Battlefield is now Banner. An unrefined glory that finds a distinct kind of beauty in its own bruises today. This tattered heart sings loudly. It is a praise song that testifies of a triumphant resilience. It sings, look at all the life I've birthed from the ache that tried to kill me. Come see how rebellious and revolutionary a love this kind is, how it makes soft soil out of trauma's armor today. I am swept up in the best love I have ever known. I love God more than I ever have. In that, I learned to love myself more than I ever did. I've put a pause on every other romance while I soak in seeking this eternal one. This unrivaled affection, this reckless love. And all the breaking, it has always chased me down. Always waded through every sea of tears, always made a miracle of my misery and a poem of my pain. This love has never failed. This love let me learn lesser loves only to realize that they will always crumble in his wake. This love has taught me a kind of love that binds up wounds and fills up till it overflows. This love has a name and calls me by my own. Today, I am more whole than I have ever been. My soul is full. My heart is overflowing. And um, so today I reshared that post and I added this. It's my singleversary, and I've got a testimony. Six years since God literally saved my life, three years since God saved me from settling. For good, but not God. For company over covenant. For at least he doesn't instead of abundance. See, when you've been through hell, mediocre feels like a miracle. He was not a bad person, but he was not good for me. I celebrate because my heartbreak had purpose. And I am better than I've ever been. Not bitter because it happened. Beloved, it all works out for your good and to God's glory if you let it. Yeah, y'all. I celebrate this day like a holiday. And there's so much I could say, but I do not want this podcast episode to be three hours long. I just wanted to share that with y'all. This is a holiday for me. There is not a month and I get I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it, because God is so good to me. There is not a month that passes by, there's rarely a week that passes by that something doesn't remind me of the grace of God in this context, that something doesn't remind me how grateful I am that like God said no, you know. That grace allowed me to exit a relationship that would have ruined my life. Um, A relationship that would have stolen the heaven from my heart and would have likely resulted with that man beating the hell out of me. Um, And so I just wanted to share my... My triumph with you. You know, we're in a pandemic right now. And it's such a complicated time and a complicated year. And I've experienced losses that I could not have prepared for. And I've also experienced glory and joy. And it's really weird, guys. <laughs> it's really weird. But in the midst of all of that, I just wanted to bring you a story of triumph and let you know that when you see the glory, know that there was a valley, which means if you're in a valley, that there's glory coming. Yes? I was 23 when I entered the relationship. I think around there somewhere. 24, um, when I left, and it's only the grace of God, and it's only the fact that I was a praying woman that even gave me the vision and the clarity to see, the strength to see, because I was isolated from my friends and from my family. Now, they would see me. They would hear from me. But it was like a shell of me. And I'm a great performer, y'all. Hello, <laughs> this is Queen G, right? Of Queen G Creative It's what I do. Um, But I was performing in a sense that people were only seeing a shell because I had really become a shell of my former self. And if you know anything about the cycle of abuse, you know that one of the things that, abusive people tend to do is to isolate you from your support system. And you know, though I am the product of a mother who experienced um toxic relationships and domestic violence and I I it it's not something that was foreign. But I mean, y'all, I was always vocal and strong and had a huge personality and i used to educate people on this i literally was trained at 14 years old um to learn and to teach and to create space for and to develop programming for domestic violence awareness and education especially for uh, people in my age group so i know the cycle of abuse and I could spit out statistics for you and, you know, I will, I'm a woman of God. I'm a woman of faith. I'm a woman of prayer and discernment. How, you know, how did a domestic violence educator end up in this kind of predicament? Um, I never would have expected to see myself in that space, but I was in that space and, um, Man, it took a miracle. It really saved my life. When I say that God showed me where my life was going and who I was going to become, I'm so glad he, he saved me and spared me from that when he did. Um, and the issue is when you experience trauma as, as I've experienced trauma in my life and in my relationships and in romantic contexts, The issue is that you, it it warps your perception and your perspective. You start, if what you experience, like I said earlier, if you've experienced hell, then any improvement looks like a miracle to you. And so I um, did spend some time in my bubble, insulated and isolated And my healing process and it was needed and it was necessary and it was beautiful. But even with my romantic engagements afterwards, um, I realized that what I thought was fantastic, even if you hear the way that I phrased things in my first post, I still hadn't finished processing everything from that, um, And realizing some of what I thought was so good wasn't... It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't good. It was not the best love for me. It was just better than what I had known. And what I had known was in the basement. So my... I thought I had high standards, but my standards weren't necessarily high. They were just a a little higher than they were before. And that relationship, situationship, dynamic pose its own set of um, complications and its own set of issues and even some trauma that I had to unpack. And now as a 30-year-old woman in this complex but beautiful season of my life, I think about who I was and where I was at 24 when I left this man um, who was emotionally, psychologically, financially abusive to me. And then I think about who I was um even in the other relationship situation that I referenced at twenty I think i was I had just turned twenty seven maybe when um I started engaging with this young man, and I think about i think about um, how how worked my perception was and what I thought was better and what I thought was good and where my heart was. And what I didn't know that I was worthy of and how I called some things a blessing that were super basic and some of those things were harmful. I remember telling him that he was like the best ex I've ever had and I, I just had a very interesting perspective. And I just want to be clear, I hold no malice towards these men um, regardless of what was done to, to me, I don't. I don't have any harshness or hardness in my heart. That's not what this is about. Baby, if I wanted to be reckless, I could have been reckless. I have receipts, but that's not who God made me to be. I had no desire to do that. Um, That's not the point. It's not about them. This is about me and my journey and the process that the Lord has brought me through and the presence of his faithfulness and realizing my value. And so when I say, I celebrate, I mean that thing. Like I would have lost my soul. I would have lost my life in more ways than one. Yeah. Um and I am grateful for the process that led me to understanding that I'm worth I'm worth the wait. And I don't just mean like, oh, I'm worth waiting, like not having sex. Whoop-de-woop, that's cool. When I say I'm worth the wait, I mean I am worth all of the weight of glory that is on me and that's coming to me. I mean, if it is not the very best love that God has for me, I'm worth it. I'm worth waiting to encounter that love. I mean, if it takes time for that love to come to me, it's worth waiting for because I'm worth it. And God had to show me that. And when I say the love. I don't want to call it a love affair, but it feels like the romance of God is so precious and so powerful and so intimate and so grounding that it feels like, it feels like that. When I say God makes beauty from ashes and exchanges the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, when I say with the enemy... Wanted to use for evil, the Lord used it for good. I mean, sister, brother, friend, there is hope. I mean, that is my story. I mean, there is so much of God that I found through my blurry tears and my broken heart. I mean, man, I went through some stuff. I told you that today. I went through some stuff, ages 19 to 29, baby. But I'm here and ready to flourish at 30, and I'm so grateful for it. But the God I found in the midst of it, I'm not saying God wants bad things to happen to us. And I'm not saying the only way to get to God is through, um, you know, heartache. I'm not saying that. I'm saying God is so good that he works all things for my good. And I've seen that so readily. Um And I also see that I'm the woman I am because of the uh, experiences I've had, um, the choices I've made, and the way that I've been loved by God. And something about encountering and crashing into that love, especially when I was in my weak spaces, especially um, when I needed to be rebuilt, there's something about that that makes it so rich and so intimate. And so, God is using it for my glory, you know. I thought the glory was going to be me marrying a minister. We took good pictures together. Everybody loved us online, but they had no idea. To this day, some some people are just finding out some of the things I went through. They had no idea. And I was going to settle for that. Um, I am not grateful for the pain, but I'm grateful for the process. And I'm grateful for what it taught me about my what I deserve and what I offer. And I'm so aware of how phenomenal I am now and of my loveliness and my beauty and the intricate details that make me an experience. When people encounter me, I'm an experience of a lifetime. You don't leave my presence the same. Why? Because I carry the presence of God in such a, a beautiful and distinct way that it leaves its aroma on you. I'm aware of that now, but the process helped me to see that. There are some things that I will never tolerate and some things that I absolutely expect that had I not gone through what I went through, I would not be so staunch about. Had I not gone through what I went through, I would not be able to minister to other people and encourage them. It was all part of my story, and it's all part of the process. And I'm grateful. And I'm grateful that God saw fit to meet me where I was and to pull me out of that. There is not a week that passes by. I know I said it already, but it's true. There's not a week that passes by that I'm not reminded of how faithful God was for um for preserving me from that and in growing in love with God and with myself the more i fall in love with him the more i fall in love with myself and i'm more in love with me than i've ever been and in that process the idea about what i deserve and what is coming to me and how i how i can how i serve others it's just all completely it's completely shifted for me that's why i can confidently say Like, the love that is for me is coming to me and only the best love will find me. Because the best love overall, it's already found me. Everything else that comes is a replica of that great love, that eternal love. And, I mean, I was thinking about how... Ooh, I'll be trying not to get emotional, but I was just thinking about how even even loving my body and loving... just loving everything about me. Like today, I was just like, mm. I'd be catching myself in the mirror. I'm like, man, you are beautiful. Wow. Or like these moments where I'm like, wow, I'm so proud of you. Or like, you know, I'm getting dressed and I'm like, man, my booty look cute today. I look good. You know, seeing myself in my underwear or seeing myself in my vulnerable space and being like, that is lovely. You are beautiful. There was a season where I had to say that Um, to encourage myself. It was speaking a thing that was not yet true in my heart. I had a head knowledge, but my heart was not convinced. There's something so powerful and profound about getting to the other side of that and truly, truly believing in my sauce, truly believing in myself, truly believing in my own beauty and what I have to offer. Y'all, I could ramble. I could talk about a billion and one things when it comes to this topic, but I just wanted to celebrate with you. There's a Lucille Clifton poem that I always think of. Um, And I am paraphrasing incorrectly, but essentially it says, you know, it talks about, um, come celebrate with me that everything that has tried to kill me every day, everything that has tried to kill me has failed. And that's all this. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. That's all this is. And that's all I want for y'all. Maybe it's not your single versary, Maybe it's something else. But my prayer for you is that the very thing that the enemy meant for evil over you, that it can be a memorial and a marker for the love of God. The very date that it felt like something ended and died was a rebirth for me. It was like, a it's one of my birthdays almost. You know, my birthday is July 21st, but I I think about September 15th, and that's a birthday for me. I think about these lines drawn in the sand um, and how God loved me too much to allow anything else to happen. And it's an opportunity for me to be born again in a new way. It's a catalyst. It's the beginning of something. Every death is a birth. Um, And every birth is a death and that's the beauty of the process and that's the beauty of life. So I just want to share that with y'all. I'm tyrant. I'm celebrating. I'm I mean, I'm not I'm not drinking anything or doing anything. <laughs> Your girl has to work. I'm a busy bee over here in these streets, but I'm celebrating in my heart and I'm taking a moment to hold space for myself for I forgive myself for the women who um thought she was worth less and who tolerated less. I forgive myself for the choices I've made and the things that I've allowed. I'm proud of myself for the woman I've become and the work that I'm doing and the empire that I'm building. Um, I'm proud of myself and I celebrate myself in every season and every phase, even the poor choices I've made because I would not be me without them. I release myself from the weight of um, criticism and judgment and expectation and I welcome myself into love and acceptance and abundance because it's the portion that God has for me and that's the song that he sings over me and I just want y'all to know that too that you are well loved you are necessary and there's a love if it's not the best love if it doesn't look like our father's love Wait for the love that is for you. Wait for a better love because that is what you deserve. If we're already perfectly loved, divinely loved by the creator of all, why would we settle for anything less? Earthside. Why would we settle for anything less? I'm a better woman because of it, you know? And I'm also realizing, and I'll probably end somewhere with this because I I don't want to ramble. But realize as well like so y'all know I want to be married and I love and my singleness and I live my life to the full but I also feel like it is the season for a a partner and purpose for a covering I know for those of y'all I have followers of all different kinds and I know for those of y'all who are not Christian believers some of the stuff I'm saying doesn't make sense but I don't believe a man is just for me, um, you know, I am attracted to men. I don't believe that it's just a romantic thing. Like for me it is a spiritual um thing that could potentially have eternal impact. And it's it's about a part of purpose. Like who I choose and who I align myself with is not just about like If we like the same sports teams, or if they think if they like my legs, right? It's about aligning and partnering in vision and values and purpose. That there's something in them that waters what God is birthing in me, and vice versa. And so I feel that that is coming to me. I don't know how to explain it, y'all. And I believe I'm going to be making a podcast in the future. Probably referencing this right now <laughs> when I am married. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like my husband is on the way. And I know that makes sound crazy to some of y'all, and that's fine. um As Auntie Tapa says, because that's my business. <laughs> and I can if I want to. But I, I do. I have a conviction. And I believe that that's coming. And so, man, 30 has changed me. Not just 30, but the preparation in my 20s leading me to this moment. I am, I am selective. I'm not tolerant of BS. Like, I'm, my intentionality is up there. I'm telling y'all, as the youth guns say, <laughs> I am believing in my sauce. And when I say, like, I just came to this realization, knowing that that's what I want, but knowing I'm not willing to settle. I'm like, man... There are options for me. Like there are so many men that I have not met yet in the world who exist who uh, like you who are who are God breathed and so why would I settle? You know what I'm saying? Why would I trip over a man? There are so many of them. Why would I trip? What's for me is coming to me. You know, I'm not gonna sit there and hold my breath for a man to act a certain way. If that's not who he is, he is free to go be himself elsewhere. Cause what's for me is coming. There are so many of them. Like, get in line, get aligned. It's it's not just get in line. Um, I'm not trying to have a team. There was a season where I used to, you know, have a bunch of different people. I'm not there anymore. That was I made those choices based out of insecurity. I'm looking for the partner. And I, well, I'm proud of I'm proud of where I am because I've done the work, not just for a man. I've done the work because I deserve to live full, and because God deserves that from me. And I'm I'm just proud of the work that I've done, and I'm grateful. So to those men, if you ever hear this podcast, I'm not hating on you. Play it. I appreciate you. Both of them I think are married by this point. I know one of them is married and the other was engaged the last time I checked, but maybe my life has moved on, so I don't be checking. But I think they're both married and my prayer is that they're blessed and that they're the men they've become through through our experiences and through their own life experiences that they've become the men that God has called them to be. And so in the words of, you know, evangelist Tupac, I ain't mad at you. Go be great in your lavender. I really, let me stop. <laughs> lavender sounds like shade. No, but truly I bless them and I don't condone the negative things, but I just um believe that it's all working out for my good. And so I have no malice towards them because baby, it made me who I am. And I'm so excited to be able to walk in purpose and to be able to empower women on the way. There's some seeds that I get to plant in sisters because I've been battered and bruised in my spirit and in my soul um and in my my heart and in my my will and my identity that I can I can give to them because I've overcome that I love you all so much there is so much to come with Queen G Creative um I have big dreams I have big vision and I thank you for joining me along the way I'm not going to keep y'all all day because y'all know your girl knows how to talk. Um, but I just want to encourage you. Remember, go back, listen to those affirmations. You can check me out on QueenGCreative.com. I'm going to be featured on a few um podcasts this month, so I'm really excited. Don't worry. I will keep all of that information on the website and on my social. So if you want to hear me elsewhere, please make sure you go and check in. I'll also be participating in a conference coming up i'll be moderating a panel and i'll be sitting on a panel it's a women's conference but they didn't announce the guest so i'm not gonna say nothing but um all of that information um, when you want to see me that'll be available of course on all my platforms and as always i am Always booking. So if you're interested in a Queen G creative service, whether that is poetry, consultation, voice acting, creative directing, baby, I'm a multi-hyphenate. And so we're going to use up all the gifts that God gave me, okay? I ain't going to have no talents left. My life is going to be poured out. You hear me? Um. And so if you want to tap into any of that, and if you want to learn more about the services I provide, check out the website. As well, I love you all. I bless you all. And you know, those of you who have been following my socials, those of you who um, watch me on the internet and such, you know that I did quarantine and creativity, which is not dead, it's just on pause. But I used to do lives um, twice a week, every week during this quarantine. And there's something I say to my listeners. And I'm going to say it to you, my beloved podcast squad. We got to think of a name for y'all. Um, because this is the royal room. And so hmm, my brand ambassadors for Queen G Creative are called the Royal Court. Are y'all part of the court if y'all are listeners? I don't know. Leave some suggestions in the comments. I don't know what I'm calling y'all. We're going to figure it out. But anyways, my special majestic guest. I want to share that with you. And that is this. If you are alive, you have to keep living. I know it sounds simple and basic. But if there's breath in your lungs and if you are here, baby, people are dying daily. One of my childhood friends just passed away. From this time last year to now, I've lost at least five people. Um... So when i say that i don't mean it lightly i don't mean it facetiously i mean if you're here there is a reason do not let this pandemic these trials these tribulations don't let it consume you or distract you from the fact that you're here for purpose there's a reason god continues to allow breath in your lungs so i love you keep living i cannot wait For our next episode. I love you. Be blessed.